what's up, guys? Welcome to the first episode of Unethical Podcast. I didn't eat the eyes, but I will take the pills. Before we get going here today, we're going to take a second to introduce ourselves to you. I am Celeste. I am the voice of absolutely no reason. Hi, I'm Tally. I'm the ignorant American of the group. Hey, guys, I'm Christy, the female foreign lesbian affirmative action hire. Tell your friends how tolerant we are. Uh, I'm Richard. I'm here for your berating, beratement. Berate me with a five star. Our guest host for this episode is Kelsey Loden, and the case study and controversy for this episode is the Vincent Lee Greyhound case. Welcome to Unethical Podcast. things and you guys will be like what the fuck is she talking about yeah <laughs> sidewalk that's the uh, one so that always that confused just be like the australians sidewalk foot they're path. like what yeah the, the foot path. they're like it's you a, mean it's the foot path the foot path whatever it's a foot path sidewalk why but why what do you have to do? call a footpath is like uh it seems very uh how do we say yeah you put your feet yeah, on it I mean. and you walk on it it's a footpath as opposed to walking on the road yeah but is that how yeah. like, <laughs> sidewalk it, side it just sounds like it was very simple person thinking of that name you know what i mean like mm. foot and it's a path oh. it's the footpath all yeah, right now, all the australians a, high five probably, okay <laughs> it's probably a fucking convict that came up with the idea all right Car park uh, is another one. You guys are yeah, like, what the, that? the fuck is a parking lot? That's another one. And you guys uh, weren't convicts when cars got there. So that's not even an excuse. That's <laughs> the true. Park that and then true. the cars. So that's not even the excuse. <laughs> Footpath, I'll let you go with that one. But uh, okay, okay. What, what's a door, uh, uh, a, a building, like a, like a stair, <laughs> a stair walls. <laughs> an up walk. <laughs> That's you call stairs and up walk. up walk. And when you're going down, it's down walk, obviously. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> the escalator is the uppy downy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Here we go. I remember about four years after this had happened, I'd never heard of the case. And I was on a Greyhound uh, between the small mountain town where I lived and the city where I was born to see my parents. And the man behind me, he yanked on my hair. And I'm sure it was an accident. I wasn't draping it over the seat like some asshole, but women's hair just kind of gets stuck in nooks and things like that. So it probably just got caught under his knee. And so I jumped and I startled the poor guy next to me. And he looks up with me and he has this deer caught in the headlights kind of look going on. And of course I'm like, that's a little dramatic, but okay. Uh, and I apologized to him. I was like, sorry, bud. Like the dude behind me yanked my hair. And so buddy next to me settles down a bit and he says, I shit you not. He says, probably just making sure your head was still attached and just slinks on <laughs> down back to sleep. No context, nothing. Nope. 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 And you didn't know about the case. Nope. That's no great. context. So oh anyway, wow. I think about him a lot. 
That's, that's terrifying. terrifying. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. That's, you don't even have to have Vince Lee attached to that. And that's a terrifying statement from a random person on a Greyhound. Like, just check it if it's attached. <laughs> You're like, okay, I'm going to the <laughs> next seat over. <laughs> it's, yeah. worse. it's worse without the context. If I'd known, I'd be like, haha, a funny. But I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> who's making serial kill or who's making like murder jokes to the person on the Greyhound bus a couple years later? That's still not that funny. It's terrifying still. Like, <laughs> yeah, <that's scary>. <laughs> <laughs> if I'd known, it would have been funny. Whatever. Maybe that's just me. <laughs> I know you probably think it's funny, but that guy doesn't know you're dark as fuck. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, <laughs> <laughs> He just said it to a random girl on a bus. That's terrifying. What about like, oh. old lady next to him? <laughs> and oh, she's imagine. like, what? Or the old uh, lady's just like, ha good one. <laughs> good one. Want to <laughs> see my fold fungus? Like, not <laughs> <laughs> like widely talked about in Canada. Because like, as soon as this happened, it was everywhere on american tv all our cnn abc fox all that shit had it everywhere Mm -hmm. like you couldn't get away from it and i live in a city where people use public transit so like they used it as a cautionary tale that it's going to happen on every city bus you get on like not broadcast as well like do they not talk about murder or that kind of uh heinous murder in canada Oh, they definitely did. I'm surprised uh, Celeste missed it, especially since she's so close to it. Uh, I, I heard about it all sorts of ways. Like the day of, I remember being like, this is the craziest thing and like paying attention to it as it was unfolding. Right. So this isn't a, this was popular. Like I shouldn't say popular. It's a fucking guy lobbing a head off. Uh, <laughs> but it was uh, definitely. To summarize, yeah. end of episode. Now you have all the details. Thanks, everybody. Did I just definitely ruin newsworthy. Did I just ruined uh, everything. No. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Yeah, back in the corner. corner. <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> uh, uh, okay. So, yes, I'm sorry. I don't know what rock I was living under. Although, keep in mind, in 2008, I was also, uh, that was my first year of high school. And I was working oh, wow. full time at Safeway, too. So, yeah, what year did that happen? I don't, I don't remember. That was, that was 2008. So, yeah, I was probably drunk. that that that'll about sum it up uh okay okay so on july 29th 2008 vincent lee boarded a greyhound bus in edmonton alberta headed for winnipeg manitoba so vincent lee was a chinese canadian immigrant from beijing he immigrated to canada in 2001 with his common-law wife anna And during his seven years in Canada, prior to the attack, Vincent held a series of jobs, including a night janitor, a forklift operator, a newspaper delivery person, and a Walmart mechanic and cashier. First in Winnipeg and then later in Edmonton after his relationship with his wife ended in 2006. So uh, a couple months prior to this, he was let go from his position at Walmart over a disagreement with a coworker. I've never worked at Walmart. But I'm pretty sure everyone just disagrees about everything there, considering I ask an employee where, like, where are the Pop-Tarts, man? And they're like, oh, aisle four. And I can't find the Pop-Tarts. And then I ask someone else and they're like, oh, they're in women's plus size. So (laughs) I I don't know. But either way, he could do better. He graduated from Wuhan Institute of Technology in, in, uh, I can't remember. It doesn't matter. Wuhan, China. Yeah, exactly. In Wuhan? Where the yeah. Came from. And in Wuhan. So it was probably like 
the all computer courses here like on steroids because it's yeah. right mm-hmm. in China. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so he was a computer. He was a computer software engineer in China, um, but he didn't do better. He actually went back to delivering newspapers for a couple of months. He delivered his last read of newspapers on the morning of July 28th and left Edmonton for Winnipeg at midnight on July 29th. All he left behind was a note for his ex-wife that said, I'm gone. Don't look for me. I wish you were happy. So Hmm. the Greyhound bus stopped in Erickson, Manitoba at 6 p.m. on July 29th. The driver claims he tried to tell Lee that it wasn't his stop, but there wasn't enough time to reissue a ticket. So Lee was forced to spend 24 hours in Erickson. Uh, Witnesses say Lee spent several hours in an M&M grocery store just generally making people uncomfortable and I assume trying to thaw frozen quesadillas with his already fractured mind. (laughs) (laughs) Some of the articles I've read claim that he also tried to sell or burn most of his personal luggage. So are Uh, we assuming he's off his medication already? He had never been on any medication at this point. Oh, okay. Okay. So this is prior to getting like getting a bus ticket and everything uh because he stopped here in erickson essentially um the bus the bus driver issued him a new ticket but in order to reissue a ticket it's a longer process so he had a ticket for the next bus out which was one day later because erickson in manitoba is a very 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 small town the population in 2011 was 487 people oh wow so yeah so it only stopped once in that in that area there um so basically he spent 24 hours there he slept on a park bench um it's july in canada so it was probably warm um with a town that small it was probably you know a nice town full of nice very ignorant people but the bench he was sleeping on probably didn't have any pee in it so i mean (laughs) that's a bonus that's better yeah nice vacation what more can you ask for really (laughs) yeah so not so bad really uh in the morning he wakes up he tries to sell his laptop for a few hundred bucks from his little merchant bench and some kid eventually gives him 60 bucks for it uh the rcmp actually ended up taking the laptop away from this poor kid and didn't even reimburse him (laughs) that's what you get for telling the truth kids yeah. yeah, did they find anything mm-hmm. cool on that laptop? You know, like, did they find anything? I, when I say cool, I mean disgusting and terrifying. Uh, <laughs> like, how do you behead someone? Yeah, or like, yeah. Uh, like just pictures <laughs> of like gash wounds or something. I don't know. Did they find anything crazy on it? No, you know? he was really gash wounds. <laughs> he was really obsessed with recording his thoughts. That was his biggest thing. It was just like extensive journaling kind of thing. He was okay. on that computer when he sold it. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. So, well, they recovered it. I don't. I don't know for sure if he wiped it. I assume he did. He was a computer software engineer, but I don't know 100 percent sure. Mm-hmm. There was no information on it. Um. Oh, but but the kids' community gave his mom six hundred dollars to buy him a new laptop. Oh, oh nice. So there oh. you go. A little bit of wholesome content to lube up your anus for the destruction you- that's coming. <laughs> did you? Do you think <laughs> the community told him like? Uh, this guy, the guy you bought the laptop from was kind of crazy. So we <laughs> felt bad and we bought you a laptop. You think they told the kid? Like, do you think the kid knew that's why he was getting a laptop? No, I mean, the kid, the kid came, he wasn't a child. He was 15, but so he oh, came no. forward to the RCMP and was like, I, gotcha. I bought this freak's laptop kind of thing. I gotcha. I gotcha. Um, okay. So 
he knew. He knew. That's good. He, he knew. Must yeah, be he knew what them, I, yeah. I was expecting like a little kid with a lollipop being like, I got $60, mister. Can I have that nice computer you got? <laughs> he's like sure kid <laughs> there is no way a little kid can hold on to $60 <laughs> that's true <laughs> they'll like they'll see like some gum on the ground and they'll be like okay just like put the $60 <laughs> down because kids are stupid <laughs> um, oh my god hey okay. you said it <laughs> I know it I live I live it every day um mm-hmm. So after spending most of the afternoon hanging around in an alley, as you do, Lee boarded a different bus, uh, bus 1170, to Winnipeg. And that was the bus where Tim McLean, um, uh, basically Tim McLean was already on it and then Vincent Lee got on with him. There were also 35 other people on that bus. So that's 37 passengers and a driver, by the way, make a note of that. Uh, Tim McLean was a 22-year-old carnival barker returning home from Winnipeg after working at a fair in Edmonton. He he also boarded in Edmonton, but he left on an earlier bus than Lee. So McLean was seated in the row of seats at the back of the bus, one up from the mobile turd deposit, which is still too close in my opinion, but mm-hmm. it turned out to be very beneficial for the other passengers. And um, Lee originally sat near the front of the bus. Like, okay, can I ask a question? What is a carnival barker? Like, what is that job specifically? I, so, I wanted to ask the same thing. I haven't got a bloody clue. Yeah, is the guy like, come step right up. Look at that. That's the, what I think it is. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's the person that's, like that stands there and up, you throw this ball, you get a prize. And yeah. Oh, so like, like and the carny guy. Game. Yes. That's like the guy that actually plays the games. That's the barker. That's, I think so. Okay. The barker is anybody who stands outside of an attraction and draws in a, and draws yeah. in people who are walking by. That's a so barker. they they bark at people basically. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I see that's... a Bob. <laughs> Stepbrother. Bob exactly. Barker. Exactly. He was he was uh, Mr. Stepbrother. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Stepbrother. Right That's awesome. New spade or neuter your animals. Step right up. <laughs> yes, he was that I barker. I believe there was a carnival in. Two two thousand. When did you say two thousand eight? There was a carnival. Yeah, like carnies. We don't yeah. have carnies in America. Isn't yeah. like Coney Island still a thing? Yeah, yeah. yeah it's like, that's a carnival, COVID, isn't it? but it's still yeah, a thing. But yeah. That's a carnival, isn't it? It's a. It's like a. It goes year round. I think. Uh, it's closed during the winter. I went there. Oh, duh. That's what I meant. <laughs> I went there in March, and it's all like Russian people. And so, Coney Island's been taken over by the Russians. Yeah, it's all a huge Russian neighborhood over there. It's interesting. Russian carnies sound terrifying. They sound like the worst ones. I think. (laughs) Yeah, it it was interesting. It was very interesting. Brutal accent for For a carny, for sure. Step right up. Step right up now. <laughs> I can't do accents. <laughs> Knock down, Knock vodka. down vodka and yeah. you die. <laughs> Give me your money and leave. Die. <laughs> That's your prize. You die. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. So, yes, he was a carnival barker. Ha ha. Um, fuck it. I lost my place. Uh, Vincent was sitting at the front okay, of the bar. So- yes. Yes, he was sitting at the front of the bus. So uh, it stopped briefly in Brandon, Manitoba. Without much of an incident, Tim got off for a cigarette and then got back on again. 
Um, I'm not sure why it matters, but a lot of the articles I've read are absolutely hell bent on the people knowing that Zoro was playing on the bus. I don't know. The movie? Maybe. That's a great yeah. movie. Yeah. <laughs> I've never seen. I've never I seen the movie. Why are they talking about it in the stabbing. article? It's good. There, there is, is a lot of stabbing. Yes. The Z. And he cuts the Z and everything. You know, not yeah, flashing, a lot of, lot of cutting. Yes, in the guy. Yeah, the guy maybe. Right. Okay, so it draws yeah. some parallels. All right. Well, you know, I learned something new today. Watch That's it. cool. It's a good movie. Isn't it uh, Antonio so Banderas in it? Yes. And Catherine Zeta. Yeah, no, I. Yeah, I can't watch that. I'll need a bucket. Yeah. Um. Uh, okay, so um <laughs> Tally just got the Tally. bucket thing. Yeah. Tally. You went and, did you go get a bucket? Did you go sit on a bucket? Is that what's happened right now? It takes me so long to joke. <laughs> okay. Flawless. Oh. Perfect. Uh okay, so so um, after Tim McLean gets back on the bus and the bus gets uh, gets on the road, Lee gets up from his seat and he goes and takes a seat next to Tim at the back. Uh, some of the witnesses say Tim barely acknowledged Lee and others say he smiled politely. Personally, my money's on. He didn't acknowledge him just because that's what you do on a bus. Yeah. You just ignore everyone on the bus but unless nice. they sit next to you. Mm-hmm. If they sit next to you and there are other seats where no one is sitting next to them, you talk to them just to ask them what the fuck. Yeah. <laughs> or I get I guess if they rip like a really bad fart, yeah. you'd call them out on that because that's not cool. Bus farts. Mm-hmm. Everyone knows when you're on a bus, you hold your farts in until right when you're about to get off, and then the doors waft them back in and hotbox everyone else. That is proper form. <laughs> but it's a proper it's, bus a, etiquette. He's a carny. You not can't expect the same <laughs> level of non-talking with a carny. I find like yeah. this guy probably was saying hi to everyone. You know, he probably can't stop talking. That's why he's a barker. He's just always on yeah. the move with his lips. But maybe not. Well, but he didn't talk to him. It's whatever. Maybe he smiled. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Whatever. Maybe I, he's just nicer than I am. Well, that's I was not going to say that. <laughs> there is a bit. It's not. I don't set the bar super high. So, yeah. uh, Good. so witnesses. So witnesses say that uh, McLean was asleep with his headphones on uh, when Lee reached into his backpack and pulled out a big, terrifying buck knife. And I don't know if you've seen a buck knife. I'm sure you have, like, in media. The buck knife is the one that has the blade that, like, turns up to a point, like a shark snout. Mm -hmm. So it's a big, scary-ass fucking knife. Um, And so he plunges it repeatedly into McLean's neck and chest, completely unprovoked. Uh... The attack took place at about 9, 9 p.m. on July 30th, and it happened about 10 kilometers east of Portage La Prairie, Manitoba. So for you Americans, that is approximately learn the metric system, you stubborn dickheads, away. Some reports... (laughs) I already got it. Fuck you, America. Some reports say Tim died instantly and didn't suffer. Uh, His autopsy, however, proved that was a lie. Uh, He had multiple defensive wounds, and many of the other passengers actually said that he screamed and gurgled. So I'm sure that's a lovely thing to live with for the rest of your life. Mm -hmm. Yeah, fuck up. Either way, his cause of death was massive blood loss. How many people Mm -hmm. were on the bus when the Uh, attack happened? 
Hey man, I told you to take notes. 37. 37. <laughs> well, I thought people had gotten off the Plus the driver. Plus the bus driver. You yeah, had one job, Kelsey. One job. I got notes. I got notes. It says <laughs> no. It says no panties and no dongles. <laughs> and swan thong. And then Vincent Lee. Testicles. I got Love it. it. That's a Were great you like list. that person in high school Probably where you're it. like learning about Einstein and instead of writing like E equals MC squared, you wrote like didn't know how to ride a bike. Like, yes, you're exactly right. <laughs> That's the historian in me is like, I want the obscure shit. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Love it. <laughs> um, Minor okay. details. Minor details. Minor yep. details. Trivial stuff. Trivial stuff. Yep. Okay, so uh, after McLean either fell or was forced down to the floor, uh, Lee continued to stab the body, which gave the driver time to pull off the road and evacuate all the other passengers. So no one else was hurt. Um, Physically, no one else was hurt. The Mm -hmm. driver did confront Lee and tell him to knock it off. So presumably that is stop stabbing him just stop (laughs) stabbing him yeah okay knock it off man (laughs) exactly exactly (laughs) presumably because any violence is strictly against greyhound passenger code of conduct and no one was going to violate that on the watch of bruce martin Mm. you got grace lee unfortunately was not concerned with his behavior And once he had uh, sufficiently stabbed him, he decided that it was time to leave the bus and get on with his life. So once again, our our hero of the story, Bruce Martin, uh, he sprung into action. He closed the door on Lee's arm, leaving the bloody knife hanging out of the bus for all of the witnesses to enjoy. Uh, But he pulled it back in. So I don't know why nobody thought to like maybe knock it out of his hand or something, but nobody did. And he took it back in. I find out later it actually wouldn't have mattered even if they did, but... In case you don't already think that Greyhound driver people, drivers, have balls of steel, there was a second Greyhound behind this this Greyhound where Vincent Lee is on that pulled off when Bruce Martin did. And the driver of that bus observed Lee at the back. And so he got on the bus with Lee and once again told him, knock that shit off. So... So according to this this driver, his name is Bernie Skirup. According to Bernie, Lee responded to him just once and said, get emergency. So while while Lee was working away at the body, Bernie said that he could see over Lee's shoulder. Like, you know, the way a dog will look back at you when it thinks you're going to steal its precious kibbles. Apparently, that's what Lee was doing. And over his shoulder, he could see that at this point, Lee was starting to sever the head from the body. And that was when he decided he was going to get the fuck off the bus. Mm-hmm. Um, he said he says at that time he was sure that he was dead, which I guess, yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. you know that's pretty clear. Get it together, man. My, <laughs> maybe your head can only be so much off your body, I guess, <laughs> before before they're ready to call it. So, so Lee attempted to follow Bernie after he got off the bus. And he was once again barricaded from getting off, this time by the two drivers and a truck driver who had stopped and provided a hammer and a crowbar as weapons. And so some of the articles say that at this point, Lee tried to drive the bus away. What Lee says and what the drivers say is that he actually was just fiddling with buttons to try to get the door to open. 
doesn't really matter, I guess. Either way, when the RCMP came, they turned off power to the bus and they parked a cruiser in front of the door so he couldn't leave by force. So once they arrived, an RCMP officer attempted to convince Lee to drop his knife and a pair of scissors. I can't find where the scissors came from. I have no fucking idea. I assume his backpack, but um, he, he tried to convince him to drop them out of a small back window. And Lee replied, fuck you, I'm going to stay on this bus forever, basically. I mean, I guess that's a reasonable kind of plan for the future. It's something. It's so when they got when they got the weapons from this uh, trucker, did they all like confront him with the weapons? Like, did they go up to him and be like, "Enough, man"? And then he was like, "Nah, fuck you, I'm huge." He was a big, scary <laughs> fucking dude, too, right? Like, yeah, he was he was pretty big, and he had like a shaved head, and he was kind of tough looking. Yeah, a big um, age, a, a big Asian. That's like an oxymoron. That's not real. Oof. <laughs> Good old <laughs> dose of racism. Got to work that through. <laughs> So, um, yeah, he was he was a decently big guy. And there was one one witness who told reporters or journalists that, yes, a couple of guys did like try to sort of go after him and like basically pin him down. But it was only one fucking guy who said this. I know a lot of other podcasts and things say that this definitely happened. One guy said this and he was probably the guy who was crouched down going la 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 la. So yeah for sure don't believe it or he could be the one that vomited i know one of them puked i bet (laughs) yeah takes more than that to make me puke (laughs) (laughs) okay 18 jagger bombs by the way that's (laughs) 18 jagger bombs greater than stabbing death exactly 18 jagger bombs greater i I feel bad for parents who have puker children and it's just like my kid puked in Walmart today. My kid puked at the table at fucking what? I don't even know what other people have in other countries. What like Denny's? Kmart. No, they like, call it, like they call it food restaurant. They call it food house. Food house. <laughs> <laughs> it's just eat, a foodery. Eat structure. Foodery. Eat structure. Yeah. We have hungry jacks. We have hungry jacks. We so, yeah, so something like King. something like that. So like, or like a sit down restaurant. And they're like, yeah, my kid puked. My kid puked at dinner today. Oh, my kid puked in an elevator today. Oh, my kid puked on my face today. Like, and you're like, man, that sucks. <laughs> Having pukey kids blows. No, I would just let, they just live in the yard at that point. I wouldn't even <laughs> clean it up anymore. So for the sake of decorum, I will not glorify what happened next. It sounds like people are generally familiar with it. Vince Lee, over the next four hours, decapitated the body of Tim McLean. He removed his eyes, his ears, his nose, and his tongue, and he put the ears, nose, and tongue in his pocket. He also removed various body parts and internal organs from McLean, and they were all accounted for strewn around the bus, except for his eyes and his heart. Uh, witnesses say they observed Lee eating pieces of McLean and licking blood from his fingers, so it is assumed that the unaccounted for parts were eaten. And And where else would they be? They had, he had like, where else would they be? You'd find them. Like, it's not like they're in the middle of fucking nowhere. You'd find, he ate them for sure. That's fucking nasty. Maybe they're in the glove box. What if, (laughs) what if, what if, 
What if he shoved them up his ass? But I feel and like you would have found that them. later when they're looking up his ass. That's what I. Well, I, I mean, don't know I why you like... would assume they'd look up his ass right away. I feel like that's priority numero. <laughs> I'm gonna say numero two, but that's a poop joke, and we're above that here. <laughs> 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 they don't do the whole bend over, turn your head, and cough in Canada. <laughs> they do when you go into prison. They can't oh, legally do you, it when you, you go into jail. They can't. Not until you're in prison. Huh, I didn't know that. I thought for did sure. They, did they check the receptacle yeah. of the, the turd collector? I don't know if they monitored his bowel movements. Surprisingly, there was very little. No, coverage. I mean the chemical toilet. The chemical toilet. Did they check that? I assume so. It has to be emptied at some point. So I would assume yeah. he ate it. We Yes, it's... he ate it. Okay. <laughs> he absolutely did. <laughs> 100%. For the sake of argument, I can't say he did eat it because I don't have proof. That's that's true. But can you imagine biting into an eyeball? It's probably like a, a grape. Oh. Anyways. Uh, yeah, have you sure. ever I eaten call. one of those? Uh, what are the, what are they? The like um, the the berry things. They've got those hard spiky shells. Oh. And then you pop it open and it's like this white ball. Yeah. Dragon what is that fruit. called? No, dragon it's not fruit. dragon fruit. It's kind of like... It's not- um, no, it's it's something else. I can't remember, but it's it's sort of like that, like a cocktail onion, but ugh, a little bigger, kind of like that. That's what I imagine anyway. Oh Oof. God, that's rough. Not for him. No. I don't know. I used to play with fish eyeballs, like when we would catch them, and I'd kill them and pop the eyes out, and like they were like squishy, and then you pop them, and they turn into like yeah. a really hard little, like a little pebble, clear. <laughs> I was happier when I didn't know that. Yeah, me too. (laughs) (laughs) You're welcome. You're welcome. So what I'm here for. So Lee was apprehended (laughs) finally at 1.38 a.m. after trying to escape by breaking a window. So the entire ordeal was witnessed by, as I said, Kelsey, because you didn't write it down, 35 other passengers, (laughs) two drivers, one passerby, and I don't know, several RCMPs in a pear tree, I guess. Um, so the reactions were mixed. Some vomited, some cried, some, you know, turned away in disgust, like a bunch of bitches. I wouldn't be able to take my eyes off it. I can say that. And I'm not sorry. I would be like right up at the window being like, oh my God, you guys. So they were stuck there watching it the whole time. Yeah. Yes. Oh, wow. Awesome. So that was their transportation. Four hours. Where are they going to (laughs) go? Yeah. At no point. I'm not going to catch another bus. By the way, think like, hey, maybe we send in a cruiser and then we load that up and fuck it off. And then we send in another cruiser and load it up and they just kind of let them stand there. Maybe ask if there's like a Greyhound bus that parked. They did eventually. They sent a replacement Greyhound and that is what carried everyone away. But at no point did any of the RCMP officers move, like actually take anybody away. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine that second Greyhound bus ride? I'd be sitting with my back to my wall and everything, like just getting <laughs> to the next yeah. town. Get back constantly on the kicking, <laughs> just kicking the air, like no, 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 no. Everybody's a suspect, just yeah, like exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so um so after his after he was apprehended, he appeared briefly in court on August 5th. So that's five days later. And all he said in in the course of that um, that appearance in court was, please kill me. He was ordered to undergo a psychiatric evaluation and the actual trial took place one year later. He was found not criminally responsible. So that just means that he accepts the charges, but the awareness and criminal intent couldn't be justified due to his mental state. 
So Mm -hmm. Lee's psychiatrist claimed that Lee was suffering from a schizophrenic break where he heard God's voice in his head and God told him that McLean was a force of evil, a quote, force of evil and must be executed. But in an interview with the CEO of the Schizophrenia Society, his name is Chris Somerville, Lee said that he believed himself to be like the second coming of Christ, saving humanity from an alien attack. Do you guys think that like, him buying a knife that was his goal like just to be violent with that knife that's what makes it for you know at least here in the states that's what makes it the first degree murder not second degree not manslaughter and yeah for sure and even if they would have found him incompetent or they tried to do the insanity defense they would have waited and then kept retesting him while he was in a facility taking medications till they got him to a point that they wanted or that they thought where he could stand trial and then he would have faced his crimes, you know, uh, but they, they wouldn't have just, well, we'll give you medication for five years and then send you on your way. He I'm said boring. that he bought it to protect himself. So, I mean, inherently, I think, yes, if, how are you going to stop an alien invasion without violence? But I don't, I don't know because I feel like that sounds scripted to me because what is your plan for stopping an alien invasion with a knife? Those people who genuinely believe those things when they're having schizophrenic breaks or schizophrenic episodes, they don't go, I'm going to seek this out. They go full bunker. You'll never take me alive. You'll never take me. Mm. That was a weird sound. Wait, I wasn't supposed to make that sound for that. Was I? Um, So I'll give you a quick summary of the interviews here. In Lee's words, Lee considers himself a follower of Jesus Christ. I couldn't find how long he's been religious. He said he first experienced symptoms of schizophrenia four years before the attack. But schizophrenia typically presents in your 20s, and he would have been around 36 at the time. He was 40. Age 30 is considered late onset. His friends knew that he had mental health issues. So yeah. And his wife left him. She didn't go like, or I'm, I'm assuming she left him like two years before. Right. So like, she yeah. didn't even push him towards it either. She probably was like, had enough of it. Right. Yeah. I'm done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So a lot of people just kind of just swept it under the rug, I guess. So could absolutely uh, have been a culture thing. Most, a lot of Asian cultures really struggle with the whole, anything to do with mental health. Like, mm-hmm. They just try and sweep it under the carpet, you know, because they have to be mentally strong and all of those things. So if anyone suffers from mental illness, it's generally hush, hush. Yeah, yeah, very yeah. true. He claims, he says that he he bought the buck knife at Canadian Tire. Shout out Canadian Tire. Uh, <laughs> Are they sponsoring this or? <laughs> that'd be good. <laughs> that'd wait, be wait, wait, wait. He bought it anyway. from a tire shop. <laughs> okay, that's what I was just going to say. You need to tell her what Canadian Tire is. She's not going to know. No, yeah, I'm a- not. I'm not going to tell you what Canadian Tire <laughs> is because bigger point, Americans can buy a gun in Walmart. So I don't think yeah, you need to call can- us out on having knives that. in our tire no, shops. That's uh, so he bought the knife uh, because he wanted to be able to protect himself on his cross-country journey between Edmonton and Thunder Bay from any aliens he may encounter. Because is that, was, is that what he stated? Yes, he was on his way to Thunder Bay to stop the alien invasion. That is why he was going there. Perfect. But that's why he bought, brought the knife with him. 
Yeah, I don't know why he thought a knife would be the most effective weapon against aliens. I feel like I'd think bigger, like a crossbow. Or a gun. Yeah. It's Canada. We can't. I know. We can't. <laughs> I know. That's, that's crazy to me. <laughs> that's probably why the alien invasion was gonna start in Canada, which he foiled, obviously. That's what he, that's what he did. Mm. So, mm, I mean, yes. I think that's why it was gonna start in Canada. It's because we can't have guns. Aliens <laughs> prefer unarmed citizens, right? I guess so. <laughs> we actually fun fact for you guys um the only dedicated ufo landing site in the world is in saint paul alberta really? i've been there i've stood on it all of their tourism is welcoming aliens and he goes on the greyhound bus he could have waited at the fucking landing pad what is he doing <laughs> i have no idea yep. he didn't have a crossbow he didn't go to the landing pad he's buying <laughs> knives from a tire shop <laughs> <laughs> So he believed firmly that if he didn't kill Tim, Tim would kill him, everyone else on the bus, and then naturally the entire human race. So he apologized to Tim's family for what he did in his own words in these interviews. And he followed it up by saying, and I really, I really think this is noble of him. He followed up by saying that he doesn't think he'll do it again. Oh, that's reassuring. He also shared that he does experience some unpleasant side effects from the olanzapine that he takes, saying he sleeps too much and he gains weight. Um, withdrawal symptoms of olanzapine are um, insomnia, uh, suicidal ideation, excessive sweating. Which again is really encouraging for him staying on it. Um, he believes that he will never be happy after what he did and he feels a great deal of remorse but he still wants to be released from the hospital regardless. And he denies ever eating any of Tim McLean, which at this point, why bother? Yeah. Well, that, makes, that, that makes it better, you know? No, it doesn't. That's a weird hill to die on because eating him is, is your selling point for me believing that you're crazy. If you hadn't eaten him, yeah. absolutely. I'd be on the phone. Yep. I feel well, like- It's a good, it's I a feel good like, talking point. Some people may think that. Yeah, for sure. I feel like if you cut someone's head off, though, like you can go with insane. Like there's not like there's people killing people left, right and center, but there's not too many beheadings. You know what I mean? He, even without eating, he still has a crazy case. But at the same time, like, where's the eyes, dude? Where did you put the eyes, man? Tell me where the eyes are. And then we'll talk about how you didn't eat them. Where are the eyes? They're in a locked deposit yeah. box. Not offending me. Yeah. I, I and I'm the know. queen. So I don't know it's what just offending. it's just us at the moment, so okay. <laughs> Richard offend offend Offen I know it's a word. I know it's a word. I just don't <laughs> understand off it. Ending? <laughs> off ending? Off ending, yes. Off Taking stuff off the off end ending? Of oh, that's what Australians call <laughs> <laughs> that's what they call stepping <laughs> off the end of a dock. Off ending. <laughs> yeah. a diving board it's not diving there it's off ending yeah that's what we call the team that goes to the olympics <laughs> our off ending team <laughs> yeah so <laughs> the the man who interviewed him the ceo of the schizophrenia society chris somerville he ended his statement by saying in a very hopeful very optimistic way that up to 25% of people who have a psychotic break will never experience another psychotic episode. Yeah, that's not a large enough percentage. Yeah, so basically, if you offer me a billion dollars, but there's a 75% chance that I will actually die if I accept it, I'm, I don't think a billion dollars is enough for me. So, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know. Yep. 
<laughs> but that but he he also says recovery is possible you guys so just encouraging shit going on in that interview i can't believe they published that before we move on as you can tell i really fucking hate this guy i want to uh. highlight something else that somerville claimed in this goddamn fucking statement he said this story has two victims one being tim and one being lee yeah, no what a dickhead. Me. That's the biggest no dickhead comment yet. That is the most fucking insensitive thing I've ever heard for two reasons. One, there are actually more than 38 victims of this attack. Those witnesses yeah. are never recovering. No. Absolutely. No. And Vince, Vince Lee is not one of those victims. He is as much a victim as the Greyhound Company is a victim because they had to piss away a fuck ton of advertising money scrapping there. There's a reason you don't hear about bus rage ad campaign. <laughs> <laughs> and like, didn't one of the RCMP officers kill himself after that from PTSD? Like, didn't sure one did. of the R- sure did. Yeah. Oh, so like, I didn't know wow. that just there too. Like. Uh, I can't imagine having that in your mind. Like I know Celeste would be up in the window going like, woohoo, some more please. Uh, but I mean, <laughs> there's, there's, there's definitely lasting effects to, to like watching your mom fall down the stairs. You could probably be fucked up for, I can't imagine being stabbed or watching someone eat someone's eyes, pop them in like, yeah. I can't believe it. I, uh, it's really weird. It's really and, weird that you went to your mom falling down the stairs. I pushed her. Mm. Anyways, that's uh, very Freudian. <laughs> ah, ah. I can never forget. Um, <laughs> she can she has brain damage but i can yeah she's she's not doing so well does she by oh any gosh. chance like only live in the basement you guys own a hotel, <laughs> hotel? yes yes yeah, yes how'd you know my mom will be making an appearance by the end of this episode my hat goes back oh jeez i hope <laughs> not only ahead ricky ricky what are you doing <laughs> Okay, I want. I also want to just add there, disclaimer, asterisk. Yes, Lee is a victim of circumstance. He is a victim of having a broken brain. Um, realistically, this is a worst case scenario. Only about 12 to 13% of individuals with schizophrenia will ever become violent. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> anyway, for three years, Lee was kept under constant supervision within the walls of the Selkirk Mental Health Center in Manitoba. So he was allowed to take supervised visits into the local town after three years. Um, after two years after that, he was allowed to take supervised field trips for 30 minutes, or pardon me, for the entire day. So two years after that, he was allowed to take day trips into the town for no longer than 30 minutes unsupervised. And eventually he was granted full day trips unsupervised into the town, provided that he came back to the mental health center at night. So it's a lot like actually our remand system here, where like you spend like the weekdays in prison, but you aren't there on the weekends or you're allowed out all day, but then you have to go back to prison at night. It's sort of that kind of a situation. That's some Jeffrey Epstein shit. You know what I mean? Like, here's half the day off from your jail sentence. That's fucked up. Nepotism. Um, Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So in 2016, Lee uh, legally changed his name to Will Baker and applied to leave the facility. In 2017, he was granted his freedom. 
He was released to a halfway house in Winnipeg with no conditions and no supervision. The only thing even close to a condition is that he verbally agreed he would continue to take his medication. <laughs> he pinky promised, right? Exactly. Yeah, there's a pinky promise. Okay. Promise. So um, the last time his whereabouts were known that I can find was 2017, and that was the halfway house. Uh, no, I, nobody knows where he is now. 2017, when he was released, that was nine years after the murder of Tim McLean. Um, unsurprisingly, Tim's mother, Carol Didelli, is not convinced that he's not a danger to society. And she said in a statement, in what I think is the most apt thing I've ever heard, he sacrificed his right to have a choice about taking medication for the rest of his life. So my friend, her name is Sochi, told me that in a terrible example of schizophrenia, that it's actually kind of like herpes. <laughs> <laughs> so like if a mental breakdown was an outbreak, some people would never have, you know, never know that they had it. Some people get it and only once and then with medication, it goes away. And some people have it constant. The point driven there is that medication is there to help but it's not there to cure schizophrenia. We do not have a cure for that. Exactly. So the core problem with this case is exactly what Carol said. Does Vince Lee have a right to freedom because he was not found guilty of a crime? He has served nine years in an institution. The success he has had while he is medicated is undisputable. And it can be argued that it is not fair to have a man who is functionally well while he's medicated live the rest of his years in an institution. And... We also don't know, beyond what he said in interviews, what his day-to-day functionality actually looked like, which his doctors did know, and they recommended his release. Okay. Uh, he's only had to verbally, he's only had to verbally promise that he's going to take it. There is no written exactly, right, there's no one documentation that he has to take it, or he goes back to jail. Yeah. That's just there's no one supervising the medication. And like no, why why would you trust the words of a man who publicly executed another man? and then lied about eating the parts. I think it's good to remember also that medication can also can be a gamble. It's also possible for medications to just become ineffective over time and people can have what's called breakthrough episodes. Okay, I don't want to I'm not a psychologist, okay? Let's start that off. But I mean, there's got to be people that can be cured <laughs> from psychological issues. Uh, and maybe he is perfect fucking be cured man that's good for you but you still fucking lob someone's head off you should be sitting behind i don't care how cured you are that's the thing i'll i'm willing as a canadian mm. man to b- be okay with the taxes that it costs to put him keep him in jail you want to start a uh some sort of uh a business behind bars or help the other inmates go on you could be a good helpful person behind closed door why the fuck do they let this guy leave it makes zero sense to me can I just yeah. ask you to clarify? You said behind. Do you believe that he should actually be in prison then? I don't mean I don't mean behind bar. I mean, like behind watched by someone. Watched, I don't give a fuck yeah. who behind padded some walls. sort of something yeah, okay. where you do not get to just walk around. It makes zero sense. That this asshole gets to walk around. Yeah. Now. Like uh, people have done far less and been in jail for far longer. Like there's some guys who are slinging crack Sorry. to make money for their kids that have been in jail for their whole life. Oh. Uh, I think in Canada, you guys have like mental health outsources, correct? I oh yeah. As a Canadian, doesn't that scare the shit out of you? Oh, it terrifies. It terrifies he's the out fuck there out of somewhere, me. and nobody knows. In America, sure. yeah. 
we would tag this yeah guy. like we would know and he would have been deported and your arm yeah, I, well yeah <laughs> i would have shot, shot him, him. I would have shot him yeah. and then I would have sent him back to China, like in the same step. I'm just saying <laughs> it wouldn't have happened here. <laughs> just shoot him and stick him in like a postage ready yeah. box it's, 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 <laughs> already with the address. I knew I would catch the yeah, bastard. Yeah. I don't see that happening here. Be- well, because he wouldn't have gotten away with it being. He would have been shot in the head for sure. He, he would have yeah. been attacked. Like the first know? stab. Yeah. You're, like. Mm-hmm someone yeah like all of your bus drivers are packing i know i guarantee it they're all packing i mean probably have to about 30 to 40 percent of people that seal carry on a daily basis when you're out in public you don't know who it is that's having those guns someone probably would have been armed it would have been stopped but i also think that people were in such shock that this was actually happening that they couldn't react which is what it sounds Mm -hmm. like because with almost 40 people on that bus they should have been able to take out one guy one of the things that i don't know however on that point one of the things that i don't know is exactly the demographic of people on the bus because i think the worst thing in that situation is if there was if there were passengers who were vulnerable either elderly or very young people there were some people who were men who probably if they band together easily could have taken Mm -hmm. care of the situation but i think there would be an inherent fear of escalation and then as soon as they were off the bus lee had the upper hand they couldn't get on without him being able to strike first. He had literally the higher ground. But the fact that he's buying the gun beforehand because he needs to go kill the aliens, well, that's your that's your uh, mea culpa. That's your being and making a choice to arm yourself because you know you're going to kill someone. That's it. Mm. That's premeditated murder. So, Kelsey, like, again, yep. I, can you clarify? Yep. Do you think he should be in prison or in an institution? Oh, I believe he should be in prison. Okay. Yeah. I, I understand that he is sick. However, kind of what you guys were alluding to was that there were the resources that if he needed help four years earlier with his mental health, he could have gotten it and not had to pay yeah. for it. You know, I understand if cash is an issue, it's different in Canada. You guys have socialized health care. You know, he might not have gotten that help here in the States, but if he knew he was having mental breaks for four years and then decided to arm himself to go fight what he thought were aliens, that's just a history of becoming a murderer. Like I absolutely believe he murdered someone that by all accounts from what everyone said, did nothing to offend Vince in any way. And he murdered someone, a 22 year old. That's a baby. That guy was just starting his life. And he'll never have mm-hmm. the chance. And now, whatever, Will Baker is roaming around somewhere, and you guys have no idea where he is. I, I think, like, we'd be hard to find anyone that doesn't think that's insane, except for, like, the five doctors that used him as a fucking way to get their doctorate. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't think yeah. there's too many fucking maybe he was just interesting enough for them to go like, let him loose. Maybe we can get another doctorate. You know what I mean? Maybe something else fucked yeah. up will happen. Who knows? Uh, <laughs> there's some fucked up people out there doing some fucked up shit and it's not just Will Baker. So uh, I don't, I, I, we should say this name as much as possible, especially fucking Celesticals and I, uh, we live in Canada. We should be telling everyone fucking Will Baker's a person. You know what I mean? Like then if yeah. you, uh, I hire people. 
where I work, I hire people. If I see a, the name Will Baker, you will never get an interview. <laughs> Not once. I don't care if you say I'm a giant fucking man who knows how to swing a hammer. I work at a mine. I'm not, I don't care. I also, I don't even think that it's, that it's going to be his choice eventually. I think that even if he does manage to continue to take his medication, despite any side effects, Vince Lee is not a young man anymore. He is staring down the age where he's going to be looking at dementia And so all it takes is forgetting one day, forgetting another day. Now, all of a sudden he's got dementia. He's also hearing voices and being old doesn't necessarily mean you can't still fucking kill someone. He said, I don't think I'll do it ever again. Why are we taking the words of a man who lied about eating the farts? (laughs) I'm going to, I'm going to make a prediction now though. We're all going to eat our words when he never does anything again. We're all going to feel terrible. I'm just kidding. Are we? <laughs> I don't know if I agree. I'm not mad at him because I understand it is a mental illness. And, you know, that schizophrenia has very, very terrifying presentations for people where it is literally nothing seems real kind of thing. And like the only really experience I have with that is just, you know, if, if you've ever had a panic attack, when you're in the middle of a panic attack, you feel that disconnect from reality. Mm-hmm. But it's sort of like that all the time with them. So I'm not mad at him. I don't think that he is a bad person himself. Exact, exactly. I think that he didn't show nearly enough accountability, which kind of pisses me off, considering this is while he's on the medication and he is a well man. So I think maybe in the first place, he was just kind of born an asshole. But for this specific thing, I don't think this is something he actually chose to do. I'm furious with the doctors who approved the doctors and the judge who approved him being released. He absolutely should spend the rest of his life behind walls with constant supervision to make sure he takes his medication. He does, you know, Mm -hmm. I don't think he lost his right to have a life. I just think that he lost his right to have a life outside of an institution. An institution's not that bad. They give you three squares a day. Like they'll come change your bedpans if you don't feel like getting up to shit. Like, they can study, they can get degrees, they can do all yeah. of those things. I, I absolutely agree. I think and he can he get better that be. way. Yes. <laughs> yeah. He's not going to get better out here on the streets being some other guy. What is like the most harmful thing that you can give to somebody who experiences such a severe disconnect from reality? A, a new, new identity. identity. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So now he's got two identities that he's got to deal with in his already not capable mind. I'm sorry, but fuck that guy. I don't even care. Sorry, you have brain mental issues. You knew about them. You didn't solve them. Fuck you. I hope you get taunted your whole life. You could have done something about it, man. It didn't have to get to that. I, I Oh, poor guy. He has um, his brains broken. We should feel bad. I don't feel bad. I don't feel bad that you should have a shitty life. You did it to yourself. None of us. I think he, go- I think he gave fault. up every right. From the moment he plunged that knife into hit that guy's chest, he gave up every right he had for anyone to feel sorry for him. That's our first, this is our first T-shirt, guys. I'm sorry, but fuck that guy. Richard, yeah, yeah. that's our first T-shirt right there. Logo on the front. I'm oh, sorry, but fuck so that guy, mommy. Richard. For sure. And I, I consider myself a, a somewhat uh, sympathetic person to mental health. I'm, I'm not, uh, but like, I'm sorry, man. That guy can go fuck himself. I don't know how to say it any better. He, imagine, imagine you go to like, 
I don't know, uh, Walmart. Okay, He's back at Walmart, but he's Will Baker now. And we all know, well, I don't know if you guys do, but I know what this fucking guy looks like. What are you going to do? You're just going to walk past and go like, he's normal. Or you're going to be like, that guy killed a bunch of people. I'm too mouthy to just keep it to myself. I'd have to say something. I'd be like, fuck you, man. <laughs> like, I hate do you, you. Do you think maybe, especially with the Canadian justice system, that it might have been different had he attacked more than one person on that bus that night? No. If he, that he, oh, really? Okay. No. It actually, actually, it probably uh, uh, would have made his case even more that he was even crazier. I, I would say, yeah, I don't that, know. That's kind of what I was thinking too. Yeah, I don't even it's, think like just based. Uh, no, I don't even think it's a numbers game. Literally, yeah. with mental illness, it doesn't matter. Once, yeah. once a psychiatrist that the court uses, it's a court-appointed psychiatrist. Once they've said, you know, yes, I clear him as crazy. That's basically the end of it in the Canadian justice system. There's no chance to appeal the decision. There's there's really nothing. And that is really part of the Canadian system. We have so many different things in place to target certain vulnerable populations, like our Youth Justice Act, for example, which I'm going to bring up in another episode and really illustrate, like hone in on that point for you guys. It's it, I don't think it would have mattered with mental illness in the Canadian in the Canadian justice system. It's it's just it's a cap. You will never end up bad enough to go to prison. Uh, I I am happy that nobody shot him. I'm happy that he got caught. I'm happy that they waited. I'm not happy they waited four hours with everyone. That's stupid. But I'm happy that they they didn't go in there, guns blazing and shoot that fucking guy. I'm happy nobody else had a gun and shot him. I'm happy that it was only the one kid. I feel bad for the fucking kid for sure. And the mom and everybody else that was there. It's not uh, as helpful. Like we could have made this a situation where it was helpful to everyone now it's just helpful to him and it it, if they had shot him i think he clearly demonstrated at at his um his arraignment five days later what did he say just kill me yeah please please oh. kill me that is exactly what he sure. wanted that would have been for him the yeah. ideal outcome and, and i'm glad they never did i'm glad that they he, he survived that I'm, I'm just not glad he's out that's all yeah, that reminds me of uh, Israel Keys because when he got uh, picked up by the FBI, I'm pretty sure he asked them for an execution date. Yeah, yeah. If, if, I mean, if that would have happened in the States, um, he would have uh, life without the possibility of parole or death mm-hmm. row, depending on what state, you know. But either way, he's not being helped right now. Not at no. all. No, And I... no one else is being helped. Imagine you were on that bus and you saw that guy. Like you were the, one of the people, the 38 on the bus. And then you see him now. And I, probably like, oh, God. I would never be able to like look at a bald guy, you know, yeah. like, or an Asian guy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a quarter. I'm white. I'm white. As they come. Like my background, I used to work in group homes for mentally and or physically handicapped adults, you know, and most of the time they act like children. One that I'm talking about specifically had Down syndrome. That was his, it's just the way his brain functions. It never got older than this certain point. I think it was 12. Is this cognitive level? 12 year old. Um, so, you know, he, he was in the girls and stuff like that too. So he was sort of like sexually normal, behaviorally delayed kind of thing? That's another aspect I hadn't really considered that would come up in an institution is is um, by him being an institution, you know, he's like functionally kind of castrated for the rest of his life, which, you know, everybody thinks is like a basic human right, the right to have (laughs) sex. Yeah. So 
I wonder if that's, you know, I for sure things. thought of that. I was like, you get, doesn't get to fuck though. That's the only thing that sucks about the institution. You sure you get three square a day, you get a uh, roof <laughs> over your head, but there's no pussy. Like you're not getting yeah. that. And that's an urge. I know it's a bunch of women in here, but dudes got that urge. There's, there was probably a point between like, yeah. from like 14 to like 28. That's all I thought about. So uh, <laughs> I, have, I have kids. I know the repercussion of fucking now. So yeah. Uh, <laughs> Oh, Celeste, what I was asking you was after all this, did his ex-wife come out at all to speak on this? So there was probably a gag order on it. That's probably why nobody ever came out of the woodwork. His wife, by the way, never did pop up again. In fact, I can't even find her her last name. So oh, wow. Did he mean immigrants? Like not alien? Like, did he mean like illegal aliens? <laughs> illegal aliens. Was he going to was he going to take on another uh all and this what's time. with all these foreigners taking our murders? Like Go back to your own country and kill people on Greyhounds. Don't kill your own people. Why are they all in Thunder Bay? <laughs> no, I, I think you're on to something Chinese. there. <laughs> so I said, go back to China and kill fucking Chinese people. Don't take our murders. We could have been murdering people on now. What am I now supposed to do? We have one do? less victim in the pool. Fuck yeah, you, what, man. What a bite. Do you know how hard it is to find a carnival barker? <laughs> That's all I need for serial killer bingo, you fucker. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to this episode, you guys. Just so you guys know, we did this as a mock episode. We did this through Zoom. Uh, we all had different kinds of microphones. Some of us had like uh, microphones from like like a call center. Uh, we didn't intend to release this, but it was so fun. We had to release it. So we, we, we put this together for you in an amazing way. So I hope you like it. We're going to have uh, better audio the next couple of rounds. But this, like I said, a mock episode. Celeste put this together quickly. and We all just jumped on and fuck, we're amazing. Especially, especially Celeste. <laughs> We're amazing. <laughs> Not just us, though. Let's take a second. We're going to thank Kelsey Loden for coming in as our guest host. She did a fantastic job as well. Check the description for subscribe links and a link to our Patreon for unedited episode recordings with video at $5 level. You can also check out our Instagram and Facebook groups. Just look for Unethical Podcast. We don't have Twitter. Twitter is stupid. You can catch our new episodes Fridays wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Now I can't even be in the corner properly. I'm no good.